need to wine and shine, even lose up. Have some wine and join us on the Whiny Blueser Podcast with Rebecca Green. Hello, this is Rebecca Green for the Whiny Palooza podcast. Today, we have the pleasure of having Samantha Radford with us. Thank you so much for being here. Thank I appreciate you. your time. Yeah. I, I just want to read this awesome bio about you. I love your website. She's the mommy behind Evidence-Based Mommy, is a mom with four kids. Holy cow. <laughs> 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 she uses her PhD in chemistry and public health to combine science and wellness to help parents and their kids thrive. Mm -hmm. Sounds wonderful. I'm going to jump in because I have so many questions for you. And the question that is like screaming at me is probably something that you're asked a lot. You have a PhD in chemistry and public health. So can you tell us how you went from that into helping mothers? Yeah, so my even before I had kids, um, my research that I did was about pesticides and about, for example, you know, our pesticides in baby food, our pesticides in foods that parents eat, parents or kids. What happens after we eat those pesticides? What do they do to the human body? Do they pass through breast milk? Do they pass to a child when you're pregnant? So even before I had children, even before I thought I would ever have children, because I was <laughs> convinced I wouldn't, and now I have four, um, which is a whole nother. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know that you just opened yourself up to that question, but yeah, go ahead. We'll get there too, I'm sure. <laughs> but, like, I've always had that kind of maternal child health thing, even before I realized I would go down this path. So, even, you know, there for a while, I was a professor teaching chemistry, um, for about eight years and my research was still kind of tangentially related like I looked at lead you know lead paint how that can get into people's homes and how kids are affected how we can remediate and you know cover up that lead so it's all been sort of related but yeah it has as a mom you know with a bunch of kids on my own like it's been important to me, you know, to look up all that stuff and keep up on parenting research. Absolutely. That's actually a, a more natural progression than I expected you to say, because I was like, how did she go from chemistry to parenting stuff? <laughs> yeah. So technically, like technically what I'm called is an exposure scientist. How are people exposed to stuff and how does that affect us? But no one's really heard of that. So it's kind of easier to say chemistry and public health. Well, and that's so funny that you corrected it from chemistry because what I was going to tell you is that I wish that you were my chemistry teacher because I'm going to admit to you that I slept through chemistry because my teacher was so boring. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm listening to you talk about chemistry and it's so interesting and I'm over here thinking, I wish she was my teacher. <laughs> oh my goodness, I would love to have been your teacher. <laughs> I did not have a good chemistry teacher. <laughs> It's so important, but people don't realize, but that's a whole nother, whole nother thing. So we'll just let that go. <laughs> oh, so before I move on, can we back up to your statement? Cause that's huge. So you went from not thinking you would have kids to having four. So can you tell us about that? 
I mean, they're kind of like glazed potato chips. You know, once you have one, you can't. <laughs> but, but I was an only child. I was the kind of person, you know how when you're in your early 20s, people just assume that if there's a baby in the room, you want to hold the baby because you're like of childbearing age. Like someone would hand me a baby and the baby would start crying and I would be so stressed out and I hated it. But my husband wanted kids, <laughs> if we're being mm -hmm. honest. My husband wanted kids, and I talked to my graduate advisor right about the time I was graduating, and I was like, how do you have kids when you're, you know, doing this, this path? And he's like, we'll have them in the summer. So I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I agreed with my husband. I would, we would try for like this three-month window. Then I was like, there's no way I'll get pregnant in that time. And then I'll have another year to like, <laughs> yep. but I did. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I had her and even, I mean, right before she was born, like I was in the hospital crying, like, I can't have kids. You don't understand. I don't like kids. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is hysterical. And the nurse was like, I'm going to give you a minute and just turned around and walked out. So I'm sure she just went to like crack up, but <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I had her, and then I just I fell in love. Like I felt myself fall in love with her, and then like I said after that, just you know, babies are fun and adorable. So exactly, I I would have had four. I wanted four. My husband wanted two, so we compromised and had three. Okay, there you go. You're making me think of him and the dog because I, I wanted a dog. I wanted a dog. I wanted a dog. And he said, no, 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 no. And we finally got a dog. And guess what? He loves the dog. <laughs> so you had the children. The last I heard was I wanted a dog. Unfortunately, it's frozen up some. Okay. I, w I will back up. Let me know if that happens again. So you were saying that you didn't want kids. You had your daughter and you fell in love. And I was saying that my husband had the same experience with our dog and didn't want the dog. And then we got the dog and then he fell in love. So we did have a semi-similar experience. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to move on to a term that you use called gentle parenting. Right. And you talk about going from reactive, a reactive parent to a responsive parent. Can you... Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think that's such an important topic for parents to hear about. Yeah, and it's hard. And it's, it's one of those things where you get the chance to practice every day and you probably mess it up every single day. But the nice thing is you get to try again the next day. But there's so much, you know, we automatically feel like something is an emergency. If something goes wrong, like if you know, your kids are fighting, for example, in the back seat, like that just pushes your buttons, right? And you automatically feel like you've got to shut that down right now. But if you can take a moment and, you know, kind of think through how am I going to respond to this? You know, what's the best way to actually help them grow instead of just be like, be quiet, you know, that's going to be better for everybody. And even when, you know, my big example is like, you've got one daughter trying to show you how she can do a cartwheel, one <laughs> daughter getting into the pantry when you're trying to make dinner right now, and then a toddler clinging to your leg because they're, yes, yes. you know, that, that's so stressful and so hard. But if you can stop and tell yourself, like, this is okay, like nothing bad is happening, it's going to be okay, 
you know, that's kind of the heart of that from reactive to responsive is learning how to step back from these things and learning how to not judge yourself when you do make those mistakes, you know, seeing yourself in a different light as well as whatever's going on around you. Yes. And we all know that our kids don't like when we yell. So it's always one of my goals. My kids make fun of me every New Year's because they say, we know, we know you're not going to yell. And I'm like, well, I can't promise you that I will never be reactive, but I will continue to work on it. And you said something so important that I wake up every day and I say, okay, today I'm going to do better. And I say that to myself every single day. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so cool. Yes. Yeah, I've been focusing on, I've been, I have a course, you know, from reactive to responsive and I actually just focused on revamping it over the past few weeks and adding to it. And just even having that reminder <laughs> has been challenging me just from day yeah. to day. Yes. And, and you coach mothers, correct? You're a coach. Okay. So do you find that that's one of their biggest challenges is this reactivity piece? I think so. Yeah. Or just how you see things. For example, um, I had a woman the other day asking me, she's like, what are the best punishments for two-year-olds? And so it's like, which, you know, bless you. And then this, your child will turn three, but we won't even <laughs> go there yet, you know? And I was like, well, let's not think punishments because punishment is you did this bad thing. You deserve this bad thing. Let's think discipline. Cause I mean, the same root for the word discipline is the root for the word disciple. Like, you're guiding someone and teaching them a different way. Yes, that's such a better way to look at it. I'm huge on, and my husband makes fun of me because he's such a good disciplinarian, <laughs> but I would rather give them a reward. I would rather, and I don't look at it as bribing, and I always say to them, if you do X, you can earn X, and, and it's, it's easier for me to give them a reward than it is to discipline, but you are absolutely right. Discipline is the, the right word and so important for them to learn. Yeah. So you talked about toxins and I feel like my whole life, so my parents have a health food store. So they have always raised me to, you know, eat organic and to try to have, you know, cleaning products that don't have chemicals in it. And I noticed that you talk about a toxin-free living handbook. So can you tell us about that? Yeah, so toxin-free might be a little bit of a misnomer because there is no such thing truly as toxin-free. You know, there's no such thing as chemical-free. Water's a chemical, salt's chemical, you know, everything's made of chemicals, but we can minimize these things. You know, for example, you mentioned eating organic. Eating organic is a great way to avoid pesticides, but that's not to say that organic food is 100% pesticide free. Right. For that matter, there are some foods that like for spinach, for example, it really matters. You know, that's something that has some of the most pesticides on it. So if you can go organic for spinach, do it. That's good to know. Other foods like I think onions, I know avocados, they don't carry oh, really they don't carry as many pesticides so you don't have to go out of your way so much to get organic on those so okay like knowing these tips and tricks kind of helps you get more bang for your buck as far as avoiding toxins but still you know protecting yourself and this it's all over your home like i said if you're in a home that was built before 1978 there's 
a decent chance that you should do testing for lead. We hear a lot more now about um, personal hygiene products and shampoos and all of that having phosphates yes. or parabens. And so all the different parts of your home, even, you know, food packaging, what you choose, like pots and pans you use to cook your food in. So I've just kind of like, I've taken all that stuff and I've used my gra- background. Cause I mean, that's exactly, you know, what my PhD was in was that kind of thing. But I've also tried to make it to where it's like actually helpful. Cause I feel like a lot of the information that we find on the internet is just kind of there to freak people out. Mm-hmm. I hate that because that doesn't help. Like stress, stress is a toxin too, basically. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, what can we do to minimize those dangerous exposures, but still keep everybody safe, but then like let the rest go. So, yeah. Yes, because it can be really overwhelming. And I just, I'm trying to do my best. I'm trying to do more and more. You're talking about shampoo. Right. And I'm realizing I'm not really doing a good job. So I might be doing a good job looking for organic food, but I'm trying to move into, you know, what kind of makeup am I using? What kind of shampoo am I using? I mean, it's Mm -hmm. everything and it's everything kind of overwhelming. It is. Yeah. So we, uh, we can all just do our best. Right. Right. Yeah. But I love, I love this. I'm going to check out your handbook because I saw that you have a handbook and I also am fascinated by the declutter master plan. So (laughs) I I want to tell you that my friend told me, I said to her, we were talking about clean houses and her house is always clean. And what did you, she has two kids. I mean, they're, they're both, (laughs) Right. They're both 13. So, so it doesn't count as much as my little seven-year-old who's making a mess. But I said, you know, we were talking about how her house is always clean and I'm always struggling with that. And she said that she spent three years uncluttering her house and getting rid of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to talk to you about clutter and what your unclutter declutter master plan is. Okay. (laughs) Well, don't look at my house right now. But, you know, but I'm, it is also better. So the declutter master plan is specifically about toys. So, because, you know, sometimes it's like somehow we just end up with so many toys. Like everyone gives us stuff for birthday and for Christmas. And it's like the grandparent or, you know, Aunt Sally or whoever gives you like the most obnoxious toys that make all these sounds and, you know, all this stuff. And you like secretly you hate it feel bad to get rid of it so it's about kind of like what stuff to keep what stuff to get rid of and then once you figure out what you do want to keep how to use it in such a way that like your kids actually play with it because I mean how many times all of us like our kids will go into a room full of toys and say that they're bored and there's nothing to play with all the time all the time all the time (laughs) Doing things like toy rotations and toy throws will really help, you know, to, to minimize that kind of thing and to refresh toys and make them interesting again. That's a very good idea. I, I have found that when I go in the basement, I see that my husband has brought more and more boxes into the basement. And the girls, I have an 11-year-old and a 7-year-old girl, and the two of them are like, he keeps putting all of our toys in the basement. How are we supposed to play with them? 
So you're making me realize that I'm not rotating. Right. Yeah. Right. So instead of just leaving them down there, I guess I should be bringing, I'm looking at my playroom. I should be bringing stuff in the basement and swapping. Yeah. So once it gets to the point to where they're starting to act bored and like not doing anything with the toys they have, put all that stuff away, get other stuff out and you'll be amazed. Like you'll actually get to sleep in for like a morning or two because they'll be too busy playing and it's beautiful. So. Yes. Yes. That's excellent advice. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about mindfulness and self-care. Can you tell mothers some of your self-care tips? Uh, yeah, so it's hard. First of all, I know it's hard. And Very that's hard. one of the things I talk about in from reactive to responsive because you know, there's only so much you can do about being responsive when you're running on four hours of sleep. Yes. My, probably my biggest thing is get more sleep. <laughs> yes. just, especially if you have little kids, you know, cause mine like to get up at like six 30 in the morning and that's just kind of how it is, you know? And so I go to bed early. Like that's just, that's what I have to do to be able to mm. function, you know? Yes. Home. Yes. Like, right before I got on here, I was reading something from a former colleague and she was talking about that she got up at 4.30 in the morning, every morning to get work done before she started her day, you know, with her newborn and her seven-year-old. And then I don't think she went to bed until 10 at night. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're going to burn yourself out. Like, yeah, she's a rock star. She's a dean at the college I had been teaching with her before. So, I mean, she's, but Wow. She's a busy lady, but that is way too early for me. Yeah. I keep, like, yeah. So, I mean, get more sleep, whether you have to go to bed earlier or get up later, like whichever one you need, need to do to get at least like seven hours a night, you know? Yes. That's very good advice because we're definitely crankier and more reactive when we're not sleeping. Mm -hmm. Yes. And one of those things, you know, if your child, like if you have a baby who's going through a sleep regression or teething or whatever, like during that time, you know, just be like, this is only for a few weeks, maybe a few months at worst, like just go to bed at 830. It'll be okay. You know, you can watch Netflix another, <laughs> another week instead. So. Well, and that's another good point because I get sucked into, I don't tend to get sucked into Netflix at night. I tend to get sucked into a good book and wow. it'll be, it'll be 11 o'clock and, and my husband will be like, I'm so tired. And I'm like, but just a few more pages. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, it's my me time yeah. and I have to remember that I also need to put it down so that I'm rested. So yeah. That's a very good point. It's hard. I've started reading more lately and it has been harder. Like time will kind of creep up. I'm like, oh, but it's so good. <laughs> I just feel like before I blink, it's 11 o'clock at night. And I think, where did the day go? Mm -hmm. That happens almost every day. You'd think I would learn from it. <laughs> <laughs> now you have four kids. How old are your kids? So I've got seven five, three and a half, and then nine months. Okay. So how are you sitting there looking so good right now? I just don't <laughs> understand. I don't understand. I, I don't know. My, my husband is graciously keeping the three down, three of them downstairs watching a movie. 
the baby's in bed. I'm praying he doesn't wake up right this moment. <laughs> oh no. Okay. I'll hurry up. I'll hurry up. No, no, you're good. He should be fine. He's usually good until about eight 30. We've got another, we've got a while. We're good. What would you say your biggest challenge is right now? Oh, so especially, you know, like, I don't know how many other people in your, in your community are building businesses. I know that's something you're doing right now too, but I have so many ideas, like so much stuff I want to do. And it's just, you know, your time's limited and trying to, and I'm excited about it. Like I love doing this. I love writing. I love helping people. Um, so trying to balance wanting to do all the stuff with having the reality check that I'm not going to be able to get it all done. Like, cause that's just how it is, but also make yeah. sure I enjoy my kids because that's like the point, right? So that's yeah. the point of building this business so, so that, you know, we can stay home and stay with the kids. So. Yes. Yes. And I remember when my youngest turned 10 months old is when I started writing okay. and, and I would say before she was 10 months old, I didn't even see the light to having any sort of business because the younger they are, the more challenging it is. So mm -hmm. your kids are a lot younger than me. And I give you a lot of credit for everything you're doing because it's, it's so hard. I mean, my youngest is seven now, so I'm definitely at an easier stage. So it, it does get easier. <laughs> I definitely, you know, I definitely see that they let me, they'll let me sleep in. You know, they know that mommy is nicer when she sleeps. There's definitely changes as they get older. And it's funny that you're talking about sleep because gosh, I don't even know how I functioned back when they were as little as your kids are. Yeah. I wonder <laughs> the, when my first two were you know toddler and baby neither of them were sleeping and so I would just like spend all night like bouncing back and forth between rooms and and I was working full-time outside the home and like oh my I don't goodness. know how I that's too much it was too much and I was <laughs> I was a wreck <laughs> so I bet you were I know I always think about the parents who are working full-time out of the house and managing the kids and do it. It's just, it's all, it's a lot. It is a lot. So I've told my husband that, cause I've been since January, since the fourth one was born, I've been staying at home. And I told him, I was like, I don't know how I ever had time to work outside the home. Cause it's still a full-time job just doing all this, even though I'm yes. building this business part-time. So yes, definitely. Yeah. Parenting is a uh, 24 hour a day job. Yes, it is. So how do you think that you've adjusted your parenting in today's pandemic? Uh, I mean, I was working towards, I knew once the summer came because so before this, I was working full time outside the home. Right. And I, my husband's parents keep the kids a couple days a week, which I'm very grateful for. Bless them. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but you know back in January February like I had most days of the week it was just me and the baby and it was so sweet and lovely and I was working towards like I knew you know once the summer came I would start having days with all four kids at home by myself and I was just like I don't know how I'm going to do that you know like it was terrifying um as much as I love them it was still <laughs> yes 
December. I understand. And so, you know, March came and like all this news keeps coming down. Eventually they were like, and we're stopping school. So I was like, (laughs) I can do this. I guess I'll just be like doing the complete stay at home mom thing a couple of months early. So it was, it was a mental (laughs) adjustment. Yes. being like I don't know why you're getting upset and I'm like I just need to process I I know I know it's it's been a lot of adjusting since March right constant so and then we chose to homeschool this year so okay two daughters are doing that which has actually been fun because that's letting me still kind of use the education background that was you know teaching college so you're teaching your kids too among everything else (laughs) well Troy helps too so he was a music educator in a past left lifetime so he's enjoying like we we team tag team on that so it's been fun that's impressive I don't I I don't have an education background so I am not homeschooling my kids that's fine I don't think I can do it I mean like it's definitely kind of gotten to the point because we've been doing this for I guess four or five weeks it's definitely getting to where like the magic is over a little with my daughter yeah do we have to and I'm like yes you have to (laughs) but you can make it fun too so that's good (laughs) I'm glad you're having fun with it and enjoying it that's the most important part (laughs) so what do you think the best advice is you've ever gotten um basically just like to enjoy them and like even when it is tough realize that it's not always going to be and I think even like what I said about you know looking around and being able to say like this is okay even though it feels stressful it's okay because there's very few times that when whenever we get caught up and feel like something's an emergency you know there's very few times that it actually is like short of you know, like some somebody, an accident, someone really getting hurt. Um, most of the time, it's just people are keyed up. So if you can kind of take a breath and tell yourself, like, this is okay. You know, I feel like yes. that's kind of the biggest. Yes, that's keep- very good advice. <laughs> it helps us through tough moments. My mother always says, this too shall pass. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. She always tells me that it's good advice though, because sometimes we forget that it's not going to be like this forever. I know. Well, cause I was just talking to someone the other week. Cause you know, my three-year-old is being a three-year-old as they yes. do. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so I was telling her about the stuff he was doing, how, <laughs> how he's, you know, pushing boundaries. And she was like, weren't you telling me a couple years ago about how, you know, your younger daughter was doing this stuff when she was three? And I was like, oh yeah, (laughs) I remember now I was worried to death about her. So I know, I know. And it's, what does my husband call it? Selective amnesia. He says that I forget things so that I want to have more babies. And he's like, how did you forget that? (laughs) Yeah. So much of it. I mean, not everything, but there's so much that is just kind of like developmental you know, even though it makes you want to tear your hair out, that's like what they're supposed to do at that age. So if you can kind of keep that perspective. Yes. Some. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very true. What, what do you want to share that I did not ask you tonight? I, I think, you know, we've been talking about being responsive and not being reactive and not yelling and all that, but seriously, like, you know, I've written this course on it, but I still struggle 
with it and all of us struggle with it because it's hard because something about like kids can just you know push those buttons and just especially right now like they're always there so yeah yes. <laughs> which is great but also it's a lot <laughs> so I think mm-hmm. what I would say is like give yourself credit because you're probably doing better than you think you are I yeah. think that's what we all need the most is like to be able to give ourselves some credit Well, and do you find that at the end of the day, I get upset with myself because we will have done so many good things, but we'll remember the thing that we didn't like that we did. Yes. Yeah, that's so true. (laughs) So yes, I need to work on giving myself more credit. So I'm going to take that advice. Good. Can you tell everyone where they can go to find you? Sure. So I'm at evidencebasedmommy.com. Um, there's a hyphen between evidence and base for what it's worth, but I'm also, (laughs) so you can look, you can look me up on Facebook and then find my page that way. Um, or just go straight to my site and yeah, I would love to see you. So, yes, I, I think I, I think I found you already today. I think I friended you. I will, I will go look and make sure, but I'm pretty sure I did. And it was such a pleasure spending time with you and getting to talk to you and thank you so much for you for joining me I know you are so busy with four kids so (laughs) I really appreciate your time yeah I appreciate it it's been fun so this is Rebecca Green for the whiny palooza podcast and I want to remind everyone to spend every day laughing learning and loving thank you for tuning in to the whiny palooza podcast if you like what you heard please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. While you are there, leave a review. I love to hear your feedback. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.